This episode is brought to you by Merrick Pet Care. We have a dog. Her name is Sasha. She's almost four. She's a standard poodle. She's got curly, fluffy, soft black hair, and she's very adorable. And she's a part of our family, and we care a lot about taking good care of her. And that includes feeding her high-quality dog food like Merrick's. Founded in Hereford, Texas, Merrick has been crafting high-quality dog food for over 30 years. Real is Merrick's recipe. They always use deboned meat, fish, or poultry as the number one ingredient. Merrick creates homestyle recipes like Real Texas Beef and Sweet Potato or Grammy's Pot Pie, so you can feel good about what you're feeding your pet. I mean, you know, you come home from being out, and your dog is there to greet you, and, like, that's one of the best things about having a pet, you know? You come home, the dog's happy to see you, and they're hungry. And you want to reciprocate that good feeling they give you. When you walk in the door, you want to give to them in the form of some high-quality food. So check out Merrick online or in your local pet store and look for their new packaging with real ingredients shown on the bag and inside it. Hey, Andres. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Here we are in the studio. Yeah. We're, we're taping a show, and I have never prepared less. Oh, oh wait, Dan, you don't, have your, you don't have your prep? <laughs> I mean, I, I have a few... Random notes. Oh, that you sorry. Hold me. on. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the prep. Okay, here I'll get you your prep. One second. <laughs> Normally, my prep is like 15 pages. Andres just handed me a piece of paper on which he wrote in Sharpie: Two chefs and a lie." Cue right. the music. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> This is The Sporkful. It's not for foodies, it's for eaters. I'm Dan Pashman. Each week on our show, we obsess about food to learn more about people. And for the second time in our show's history, we're turning this into a game show. We're playing Two Chefs and a Lie, and I am not really the host of this game. I'm a contestant like you, dear listener. We're going to play together. And here is our master of ceremonies, his producer, Andres O'Hara. So we've played this game on the show once before, Andres. Tell folks how it works. For sure, Dan. So this game is sort of like two truths and a lie. Here, we've got three chefs set up for you on Zoom. Two are real chefs. One is the liar. Your job is to find the liar. They're on Zoom, but we've turned off video, so I can't see them, just like listeners can't see them. You're not biased by them. Right. But they're all here. And your job is to figure out who are the two chefs and who is the liar. Okay. And and what other rules are there? So each of the chefs are going to give you a quick intro to tell you who they are, and then you get to ask them questions. But the rules are no Google, no internet, no phones, and that goes for the folks at home too. The last rule, you only have five questions. Oh, I forgot about that rule. <sighs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't pick the liar last time. And so, Dan, do you think you can redeem yourself this time? I, I, I hope so. So this is your second time around. Do you have any thoughts on how you're going to approach these chefs? A lot of it just c- comes down to kind of gut feeling at the end. The, the real challenge is that if you try to figure out whose story seems most outlandish or, or most uh, extraordinary, mm-hmm. that can be a pitfall because— being the good producer that you are, Andres, you didn't just find me. I'm sure the real chefs are not just any old chefs. You found some good chefs with some good stories. So the fact that their story may be noteworthy right, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's not true. I mean, that could be true. I could have found you chefs with a good story. I could be a good producer, but you never know. Maybe you that's know? the lie. Maybe that's the lie. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the liar the whole time, man. <laughs> So let's meet our first chef. Take it away, Angela. Hi, I'm Angela Fortunato. I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio. 
and I'm still in Youngstown, Ohio with my entire family. Um, I've been a head chef at Bubba Netta's for 12 years. When I was in high school, I started as a busser and I worked my way up and I held almost every position. So um, I have no classic training, but um, I was trained there. Okay, Dan, so you've got five questions for Angela. Tell me about the history of the name of the restaurant, Bubba Netta's. So Bubba Netta's is um, their grandmother and they call her Bubba which actually means old woman. <laughs> so uh, it's a really, really flattering name. And her, but her name was Annette. So it's Bubba Netta's. What's the address of the restaurant? 64 Cardinal Drive. That's Canfield, Ohio, 44406. I don't know. Would a, would a real chef give the zip code? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, it's that's... a real small town, guys. I'm proud of it. Okay. What is your favorite thing to cook and why? I'm counting that as one question. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Your show, Dan. A lot of loopholes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of loopholes. I come from a long uh, line no. of lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite thing to cook is brujol. Um, I grew up going to the Italian fest. It's called the Briar Hill Fest. That's in Youngstown with my cousins, and they have a stand there. And so we'd always cook brujol, and it's like overnight. It just brings a lot of family memories back, and my cousin is no longer with us, so it's very special to me to cook that, and I actually was able to put that on our menu at Babanetta's. Explain to me in detail how you cook the brujol. So you can use pounded beef filet. We use that good old-fashioned skirt steak, baby, and uh, we pound it really, really thin, and then we, we stuff it with cheese, parsley, garlic, salt, pepper, olive oil. We rub that all on it, and then we now put um, Italian greens inside of it as well, but we put that in, then we roll it together, and we tie it up, and we put it in our homemade sauce. I can't give you the detail about that. We just simmer it for a very long time overnight, and there was a lot of black velvet drank while we're cooking it, and then we put it in Wait, this, a, is, this is a quick sidebar. This isn't kind of question. What's black velvet? Oh, my God. It's a, it's a whiskey. Okay. Uh-huh. You've got to come to have a bonfire. We we just passed around a bottle of it. While making the brujol? Yeah. Ooh. No, I'm saying you have to come to my house for a bonfire oh, okay. and be nice <laughs> and Midwestern and inviting you to my home. Oh, that's very nice. Uh, got it. Got it. Okay. Thank but, you. <laughs> the cynical New Yorker couldn't believe it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. A lot of red flags being kind, I guess. Um <laughs> Um, no, but we just, and we, and we just, and so we simmer that overnight and then we actually, we don't put it in like a fork and knife dish. We put it in a hoagie. Mm. That was all very believable. Last question, Dan. All right, here we go. One more question. (laughs) Why haven't you gone to another restaurant, Angela? My entire family lives in a 15 mile radius of my house and I don't want to be the like monster of the family that leaves because <laughs> one of my siblings left and they are very frowned upon. And I I mean, they taught me everything I know. When I got hired, the woman, her name's Phyllis Olin, she works the front of the house. She was like, I like people that have never worked anywhere else because I get to train them exactly as I can be. And so call it Stockholm Syndrome, but I really like where I work. <laughs> And wait, your your brother who left, where'd he move? Like Cleveland? <laughs> no, it was my sister. Oh. And um and, and unfortunately yeah, she moved to Cleveland, but now she's in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Well that is that's a whole other place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a whole other state. 
<laughs> Angela, thank you very much. If your restaurant actually exists, it sounds fantastic, and I would love to eat there sometime. Well, thank you for having me. All right, Dan, those are your five questions for Angela. How do you feel about your strategy after talking to our first chef? I think it was okay. I think I I think that questions when you ask someone sort of about like a story or how they feel, that stuff's kind of easy to fudge. Uh-huh. I think I should be asking a little bit more pointed detail type questions. Okay. We got into a couple, the recipe yeah. for the Brajol. Mm-hmm. I just think that the whole story just seemed believable to me. Mm-hmm. And um, the family details and being at this restaurant, it's just like, you know, it just, I, I, would, I would rate that one as pretty credible. So let's go with chef number two. Uh, my name is Jihae Kim. I am chef in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, my restaurant is called Miss Kim. It's part of Zingerman's Community of Businesses. Zingerman's, the famous Ann Arbor deli, and that's also a restaurant group, is that right? Yes. Got it. Go on. I was born and raised in Seoul, Korea. Uh, My mother was an excellent cook and still is. Gosh, she's not passed away. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I emigrated to New Jersey and I ended up in Michigan because I went to University of Michigan. Uh, My food is inspired by Midwestern Michigan produce and ancient Korean cookbooks. Hi, Jihei, first of all. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Describe to me a dish you make that you think brings together ancient Korean recipes and Midwestern Michigan produce, especially well. Mm-hmm. We have this uh, dish called tteokbokki. It's uh, sautéed rice cakes. We do a, a several different versions, but um, but the version that I, I think that brings the ancient traditions better is the royale style. This is a sautéed rice cakes dish that originated from the palace and has many luxurious ingredients like mushrooms and vegetables and eggs and different kinds of meat. And then it slowly evolves into braised, like spicy rice cakes that you see everywhere in Korea without those ingredients. So at the restaurant, we use um, Michigan mushrooms, beets, sometimes asparagus, if asparagus is in season. And we saute that traditional way with soy sauce-based sauce rather than gochujang-based sauce, which is chili paste. And then we serve it um, as vegetarian. And I think um, that has become one of our most popular dishes on the menu. I love dakboki, first of all. It's so good. What is the secret to keeping it crispy even after it has been added to a sauce or broth? That's question two. Our version is sautéed really quickly with not that much sauce. The sauce is intensely flavored, but it's not sitting in sauce and it's sautéed pretty hard. So it's crispy on the outside and chewy and textural interest is still there. So it stays crispy without the sauce. I mean, it's a Hall of Fame food, dakboki, the rice cakes, crispy on the outside. But I, usually when I've had it, I've had it in a stew, and it does still manage to maintain crisp even being in a broth, which to me is part of its magic and something that I love about it because you don't usually get crispy components inside the liquid of a stew. Yeah, yeah. The, well, you know, rice cakes are made 100% uh, with rice flour rather than wheat flour. So it holds, holds its texture a little better. Right, right. All right. I'm just I'm just chatting. Oh here, sure, Andres. sure, just chatting. Sure, yeah. Um, okay. I didn't hear I didn't hear a question mark, so I let it slide. You know. <laughs> What's the address of your restaurant? 
Are you going to ask this to every single <laughs> chef? <laughs> Just checking. It's uh, 415 North 5th Avenue, Ann Arbor, Michigan. No zip no code. Zip code. No, suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mess with you a little bit. All right, all right. Who was the starting quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines last year? Oh, I have no idea. I don't follow sports, but I do follow the dates because it does impact the um, the business of the restaurant. I think the last quarterback I know is uh, Tom Brady from like 20 years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's okay to not be a sports fan, but I mean, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, home of the University of Michigan, it's a college town. Mm. I would think even if you're not that into it, you would, just through osmosis, yeah. pick up a few basic bits of information. I'm going to risk it. I'm going to take another question on the same vein. Who are the Michigan Wolverines' arch rivals? Oh, um, Ohio and Wisconsin. I don't know the team names. Ohio? Ohio? <laughs> yeah, Ohio Ooh. and Wisconsin. Dan's looking a little disappointed. He's writing. Okay. All right, so that's four questions in. One question left. This I'm just confirming a fact here. You, All right. You said that your restaurant is part is is connected to Zingerman's, the famous deli in Ann Arbor. Yes. Okay. What is your favorite menu item at Zingerman's, not counting your restaurant, and why? Oh, are we are we talking sandwiches or all the entire product line? Entire product line. Okay. The entire product line, Zingerman's Bakehouse have this bread called Country Mish. They use um, locally milled grains and it's super crusty and the crumbs, uh, crumb is still soft. It's the best bread in the country. You could have Googled that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> or did I? <laughs> All right, Jihei. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And uh, it was lovely to speak with you. And if your restaurant exists, I would love to come there sometime. Come on by. Thank you. All right, Dan. That was Jihei Kim. And you you kind of tweaked your strategy a little bit. You even did two questions yeah. about sports when you knew she wasn't a sports fan. Did that tell you anything? Was well, there anything? I, I, as I said, I, I feel that in, in a major college town like Ann Arbor, Michigan— mm -hmm. Even if you're not much of a fan, you should have some base, like, like just from talking to the people coming to your restaurant, yeah, you yeah. know, from chatting with your neighbors in right. town, you're going to pick up information, mm -hmm. even if you don't really care. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I didn't ask complicated, hardcore questions, no. just very basics, like who is Michigan's rival? Mm -hmm. As she said, Ohio and Wisconsin. So that's not a great answer on two fronts. First of all, it's Ohio State, mm. which is not the same as Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you you got to know that. And it's not, I mean, Wisconsin is, I guess, kind of a rival. Michigan, Ohio State. Right. It's one of the, it's like the Yankees and the Red Sox, the Dodgers and the Giants, Duke and North Carolina and college basketball. It's mm -hmm. one of the classic sports rivalries in America. Uh-huh. So the fact that she didn't know that right off the top of her head you know, like, you don't need to be a sports fan to know that if you're living in the heart of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She also didn't give me a zip code. Ooh, didn't give address. you a zip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan, time to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got our last chef and then the big reveal. Who are the chefs? Who is the liar? Stick around. It's time to open up a can of advertisements. 
In the Pashman household, we're already big fans of Tillamook shredded cheese. In fact, I used it in developing many recipes in my cookbook. And now I'm getting into their ice cream. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth and dreamy scoops each time. You may not realize it, but this is why a lot of the store-bought ice cream doesn't taste the same as what you get in, like, in an ice cream parlor. But with Tillamook, they don't skimp on the cream. These people know dairy, okay? Tillamook makes a great, rich vanilla ice cream with real crushed vanilla bean seeds. They have an Oregon strawberry, sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe Oregon strawberry pieces. The one that I really love is the mudslide flavor, a smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. You want to move the spoon around to get fudgy and chocolatey chips and the ice cream all in the same bite each time, and it's just so, so nice. And like I said, I just trust Tillamook when it comes to dairy. They make over 200 different dairy products, and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. The weather's warming up. Have you nailed down your summer travel plans yet? I can tell you, we're working on ours and things are booking up, which is why you should be thinking about Norwegian Cruise Line. They have been raising the standards of cruising for more than 55 years. Let me tell you, when you cruise with NCL, you get award-winning specialty restaurants, immersive entertainment, and the most thrilling experiences at sea. Now, look, one of the great things about cruises in general is that you can visit and explore all kinds of different destinations, all with the ease of unpacking your bag just once. But Norwegian Cruise Line, they take cruising to another level and they take food to another level. With no set dining and entertainment times and no formal dress codes, you have the flexibility to design your ideal vacation. They have an incredible variety of truly authentic and fresh dining and bar experiences complemented by exceptional service. Listen to this. There are up to eight complimentary and nine specialty dining options per ship and up to 23 bar and lounge options. Come see why NCL's guest first philosophy means exceptional service and unforgettable memories. Book your next vacation at ncl.com. I enjoy a nice glass of wine, but I don't pretend to be an expert in wine. I usually just want a wine that's high quality, delicious, and not too expensive. And to me, that's Bogle Family Vineyards. And here's the thing about Bogle. This is a third-generation family-owned winery from California that makes exceptional wines for about 10 bucks a bottle. Bogle wines consistently earn best buy designations and high ratings from wine enthusiasts. And let me tell you something. The folks at Wine Enthusiast, they drink a lot of wine. They drink a lot of fancy, expensive wine. And yet they still keep giving great ratings to Bogle. And Bogle Vineyards has so many different kinds of wine. Whatever your mood, whatever you're eating, there's a wine for you. They got this great Pinot Grigio that's crisp and fruity, goes well with spicy foods, with fish. They have a classic Chardonnay that's balanced, amazing, with a pork tenderloin or butter chicken. I like to take that Chardonnay and do what Jacques Pepin taught me, a couple of ice cubes in your glass of Bogle. If Jacques Pepin says it's okay, then it's okay. And there's the Bogle Pinot Noir, refined and elegant with bright fruit and about as food-friendly as a red wine can be. You're not going to believe it's only $10. Neither will your friends if you tell them. So pick up a few bottles of Bogle wherever you buy your favorite wines. Please drink responsibly. I just got a very wonderful shipment of goodies from the folks at Reese's. And let me tell you something. These people remain the absolute worldwide leaders in bringing together chocolate and peanut butter. Of course, we know that peanut butter cups remain transcendent. But have you tried the Reese's sticks? Their wafers with peanut butter in between each wafer, all coated in chocolate? I mean, the combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter just brings people joy, and the folks at Reese's do it better than anyone. So shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold. Welcome back to The Sporkful. I'm Dan Pashman, and we are just one week away from our first Sporkful live taping in New York since before COVID. I can't wait. I'll be chatting with Vanessa Pham from Amsam and Chitra Agrawal from Brooklyn Deli. 
These are both up-and-coming food brands that are trying to sell Asian-inspired products to a mass American audience. What are the challenges of that? What are the opportunities? I'm excited for this discussion. I think it's going to be thoughtful and also a lot of fun. And you're going to get to try some of their food, too, because there's going to be samples and foods for sale and giveaways. And Bonza and Sfolini Cascatelli will be there. Yes, Sfolini co-founder Scott Ketchum, famous from his appearances here on The Sporkful, will be there manning the Sfolini table. He'll even autograph your box of Cascatelli if you want. That's next Wednesday, July 20th at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Get your tickets now at sporkful.com slash live. Okay, back to the show. And Andres, I turn things back over to you. All right, Dan. Welcome back to Two Chefs and a Lie. We're talking to three chefs here on Zoom. Two are real chefs and one is a liar. Your job is to figure out who's the liar. Dan, we've got only one chef left to go. Five questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, everybody. My name is Shanti Yen. Uh, I am calling from Canada's capital city in Ottawa. And uh, I've been cooking for about 20 years. And I'm currently um, the chef to the prime minister. What? Oh, man. Major curveball here. See, this is what, (laughs) like, on one hand, that sounds ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But it also, like, you know, could be the kind of thing that you, Andres, would have been like, I'm going to get the chef of the, the prime minister on the line, and you can't make those things up. Or can you? Or can you? Oh, man. All right. Okay, this is intense. All right, so we we'll just, re- just recap the facts. Or not. This isn't a question. So, Shanti, hi, nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you. You're from Ottawa? I am currently residing in Ottawa. I was born and raised in Windsor, Ontario. And, yeah, I've been cooking for about 20 years. And you are now the chef to the prime minister of Canada. Correct. Who is Justin Trudeau? Yes. So, Shanti, sorry, I interrupted you, but but go on with your intro, please. So I've been cooking in Michelin star restaurants. I've cooked across the country, and um, I'm also writing a cookbook. Well, congratulations, if that's true. <laughs> I guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> right. Okay. So, hmm. You don't even understand that. I'm smiling so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a lot of questions rushing through my mind right now. Okay, okay, let me think. Uh, Tell me the story of getting this job that you have as the chef to the prime minister of Canada. All right, so I was in Montreal um, about to make a move to Vancouver, which is where my partner is from. And um, I was outside and I received a phone call um, from an unknown number. Um, offering me a job to be the um, personal chef to the prime minister. And um, I thought it was one of my friends making a joke. So I entertained it and I accepted it. And then a couple of months later, it came to fruition. And I am now the chef of the prime minister. Okay. Okay. Question two. So you accepted the job, not knowing whether the offer was actually real? That's right. It was a, it was a long process, but um, I ended up, I ended up, um, passing the criminal record checks for some reason. (laughs) And and here I am. (laughs) What kind of socks was Justin Trudeau wearing yesterday? I have no clue. I would have to ask a housekeeper, I guess. Doesn't even know the color of the socks. That was a waste of a question. Or was it? Mm. Isn't he famous for wacky socks? That's definitely what he's famous for. (laughs) 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 All right, all right. Um... So that's three questions down, huh? Two to go. Okay, okay. We got to get serious here. Um, Ask him a sports question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, Shanti. 
I'm going to say the name of another world leader, and I want you to tell me what you cooked for this person when they came to Canada for a state dinner. <laughs> isn't that ready? like wrong? Isn't that like against confidentiality? Is it? Are you are you not supposed to say? I wouldn't be able to. I don't believe. Really, you can't say what you serve. Mm-mm. Oh, mm. I don't know if that's believable or suspicious. It's too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, that seems like an easy out, Shanti. Yeah. Can, can you tell me about? some meal that you cooked in your job without referencing who it was for? Um, absolutely. So I made, hmm, a Details, blue, please. I made a blueberry cheesecake for an actor. And that actor is vegan in Vancouver. Um, and Vegan uh, only in Vancouver. <laughs> 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 and it was a very home-style blueberry pie with rock sugar topping. How many questions have I used so far, Andres? That's four questions. That's, oof. I'm going to stick with the strategy that I had last time, which is to go deeper when I sense weakness. Uh-huh. All right. I want to hear more about this blueberry cheesecake because- Vegan. How is it vegan? And tell me more than just you put rock sugar on it. Absolutely. So it is a um, patkise, but made with vegan butter. And Those sound like made up words. <laughs> it's French. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay and go on. Um, it was wild blueberry season in Vancouver. Um, so that what, the blueberries were cooked down and tossed in cornstarch slurry and then crusted with a bit of rock salt topped with um, smoked uh, whipped cream. Smoked whipped cream. I mean, that mm. sounds delicious. It sounds like something that only a real chef or someone pretending to be a real chef. <laughs> those, think those are the two categories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, those are your five questions. Shanti, thank you so much. Thank you, Shanti. Thank you. So just to recap, we've got two chefs and a liar. Angela Fortunato, whose restaurant Babanetta's is in Ohio. We've got Jihei Kim, the owner of Miss Kim's in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And we've got Shanti Yen, personal chef to Justin Trudeau. And just for a little twist, now I want each of our chefs to tell me who they think the liar is. And we're going to tally oh. it up. Angela, who do you think the liar is? Jihei. All right. Angela thinks Jihei is the liar. Jihei, who do you think the liar is? I think Angela. Angela. Ooh, I don't know if that she really thinks that or that was retribution. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, we're canceling each other out. All right. All right. Last one, Shanti, who do you think the liar is? I think it's uh, Angela. Angela. Okay. All right. We've got two for Angela, one for Jihei, none for Shanti, who is the personal chef to Justin Trudeau, but doesn't know what socks he wears. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dan, after listening to these three stories, how are you approaching who you think the liar is? A lot of it's just sort of a combination of gut and and how they handle details. Mm Mm-hmm. Angela's story just sort of felt very kind of complete. It was very simple. It's strange to me. I've never heard of of a chef being at the same restaurant for that long from the time they started. I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. But like, you know, it's not the most stable career. Like usually you're bouncing around a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that makes me a little bit suspicious, but still like it just, she knew the address and the zip code right away. Yeah. It just felt very like kind of self-contained. Yeah. There was nothing that was a red flag. Mm -hmm. Jihei. There's part of me that feels like I've heard of a place called Miss Kim's mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor, but you know I, I, I can't be sure. Mm-hmm. Her not knowing that Michigan's arch rival is Ohio State, very suspicious. And then there's Shanti, who felt like he didn't have 
specific answers to much of anything. Huh. And is that because he's the liar or he's bound by state secrets? Right. Yeah. Right. It, it just felt like everything I asked him, he wanted to give the shortest possible answer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and only when he was pressed did he reveal a little bit more. Yeah. In my experience, most chefs, if you ask them, how'd you make that dish? They're going to tell you in mm. a lot of detail how they made that dish. Yeah. All right. And when I asked Shanti to talk about the blueberry cheesecake, he was like, hey, blueberries and rock sugar. That's not a very chef-y description mm-hmm. of a mm-hmm. thing that you made. Okay, Dan, I want to give you and our listeners a moment to compose your thoughts and to figure out who you think the liar is. Now it's time to tell us who you think are the chefs and who you think is the liar. Who do you think the liar is, Dan? After much consideration and deliberation, I think the liar is Shanti, the supposed chef to the prime minister of Canada. Now, if the real liar can come forward and tell us a little bit about themselves. Hi. I'm Emily Pendergast. Oh, um, man. I, I'm sorry. It's Angela from Youngstown, Ohio. Have you ever <laughs> yes. even been to Youngstown? I have. That's, that's where I'm from. <laughs> and, I, and I'm the daughter that um, my family has now disowned because I moved to California. Oh, <laughs> so there's a kernel of truth in it. Oh, there is some truth in it. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Jihei, I'm so sorry. I felt awful <laughs> saying that you were the liar. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna, I've been a... I've been a sweaty mess over here. <laughs> um, I Yeah, my name is Emily Pendergast. I am an improv comedian. I'm at Groundlings. One and of the I best. Started, yeah, it's the most fun. But I will tell you, I have 9,000 tabs open here. <laughs> um, and I have like screenshots of like, Food, safe food temperatures. Because I was like, what is he going to ask me? <laughs> 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 wow, that is impressive. That's um Thanks. Well, Emily, you got me. You definitely got I'm me. I'm so happy. I'm so I've never been so happy to fool someone. <laughs> is there like do you have any connection to like Bubba Netta? Is that a real person? Um Bubba was my grandmother. Her name was Vicky Fortunato, but we called her Bubba. Mm. And we are very Italian and like the whole Briar Hill, like the Brujol thing was real. Because I was like, oh, I can pull from this. I know what this is. <laughs> right, right. Smart, smart. Um, yeah. And, but yeah. And I, oh man, when those Ann Arbor questions started happening, I was like, this is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a great job, Emily. Thank um, you. I, I want to chat briefly with Jihei and Shanti. Jihei. Yes. It's Ohio State. Okay, that's the right. <laughs> That's Michigan's rival, all right? Just so you know, I'm not, you don't have to care about sports if you don't want to. You can like what you like. But I'm just telling you, if you're chatting with customers and you want to make friends and have them come back, just be like, yeah, Ohio State, they suck. Ohio, Ohio State. <laughs> and how did you feel when Dan assumed that you were lying because you didn't know these sport facts? Well, I didn't think it was going to come from sports trivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to keep you on your toes. Mm-hmm. So, Shanti, I'm sorry that I accused you of being a liar. So, so you're actually the chef to the prime minister? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> it's true that you, there is a lot that you can't say about th- the food, right? Absolutely, yes. Right. You can't be like, oh, Angela Merkel is allergic to pine nuts. <laughs> because then someone's going to slip her some pine nuts and, you yeah. know, half the Western world will go down. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm here to protect people. 
<laughs> okay, good, good. All right. Yeah. And and do you actually not know what socks he wears, or is that part of the non-disclosure agreement? Oh, I I do know some of the collection, but uh... I told you the socks. He knows about the socks. <laughs> he knows about the socks. Yeah. <sighs> well, I'm 0 for 2 at this game. 0 for 2. My thanks to our MC for Two Chefs and a Lie, Sporkful producer Andre O'Hara, and to you, our listeners at home, for playing along. This was fun. Let's do this again next summer. I think we should do this every year. Also, a big thanks to our two chefs. Jihei Kim is the chef and owner of Ms. Kim's in Ann Arbor, Michigan. She was a semifinalist in this year's James Beard Award and was named one of Food & Wine Magazine's Best New Chefs. I thought I had heard of her. I thought I had heard of that restaurant. Next time I'm in Ann Arbor, I'm going to Ms. Kim's. Shanti Yen is, in fact, the chef to the Prime Minister of Canada. He also has a restaurant in Vancouver called Nightshade. And he's writing a cookbook called Recipes by Ye. No affiliation with Kanye. Ye was his grandmother's name. That's coming out in 2024. Finally, thanks to our improv comic, Emily Pendergast. You can see her on the show live and local on the streaming platform Pure Flix. And she's in the film Out of Office, which comes out later this summer. Please remember to get tickets for our live taping next week in Brooklyn. It's July 20th. Get your tickets at sporkful.com slash live. Next week on the show, I have lunch with Phil Rosenthal, creator of one of the most successful sitcoms of all time, Everybody Loves Raymond. And these days, he's the host of the Naked Lunch podcast, and he stars in the Netflix show, Somebody Feed Phil. And I kind of feel like I have a kinship with Phil because we're both sort of like guys who love to eat who kind of stumbled into food media and can't believe that we actually just like get to hang out and eat. We had a great time. It's a great conversation that'll be up next week. In the meantime, if you're looking for more Sporkful episodes, check out last week's show about the history of American barbecue. I talked to Michael Twitty about barbecue's West African and Caribbean roots. And then I try a very unique barbecue that you can only find on the south side of Chicago. Find that episode wherever you got this one. This show is produced by me, along with senior producer... Emma Morgenstern. And producer... Andres O'Hara. Our editor is... Tracy Samuelson. Our engineer is... Jared O'Connell. Music help from Black Label Music. The Sporkful is a production of Stitcher. Our executive producers are Eric Eddings and Colin Anderson. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashman. And this is Ellen Brady from Peninsula, Ohio, reminding you to eat more, eat better, and eat more better. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency creates personalized anti-aging formulas that smooth fine lines, lighten dark spots, and improve the appearance of dark circles. Each formula is tailored to you and prescribed by a licensed dermatology provider. Formulas are customized with clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than retinol. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.